0: Hello and welcome to Off The Beaten Track Podcast. I'm your host, I'm Stu Within. I hope you're doing well. It's another week, therefore it's another episode. And today's episode, I've got Emily Capel. I met Emily uh, a couple of years ago, uh, probably four or five years ago actually, um, when I first saw her um, play live and then she came and played many of my... Um, Events. I'm sure we, we, we touch on this um, probably at the beginning of the podcast. So before we get on with it anyway, I just want to say um, thanks to Scroobius Pip and everybody at the Distraction Pieces Network. Thank you to Mr. 76 for producing this podcast. If you like this episode and it's your first time listening to Off The Beaten Track, then please have a look in the back catalogue because um, we've had lots of um, amazing guests, uh, some of which um, may well feature in today's chat. Um and if you also want some more content, I also have a Patreon uh, page where I put a standalone episode up each week as well. Um, and if you still want more podcasts in your life, go and check out podbiblemag.com. Uh, Pod Bible is the magazine that uh, I, I put together with Scroobius Pip and um, Adam Richardson. And it's a uh, bi-monthly magazine dedicated to Everything about the world of podcasts. And we also have a podcast as well, um, where each week we talk to the biggest podcasters on the planet about their podcasts and the ones they like. So you can find out all about that at podbiblemag.com and everything else to do with this, podcast.com. Okay, let's get back to the job at hand, which is having a lovely chat with the lovely Emily Capel. I've got an announcement. Save Our Souls Clothing www.sosclothing.co.uk. Why am I telling you this? Because they're our official sponsor. Yeah, that's right. Go and check them out because their clothing is off the scale. You're going to love it. So they've decided they want to be our sponsor, which is amazing. And what I have to do is I have to tell you about why they're amazing. So here's a little bit of blurb. So they've only been going a year. And they're based in Southend-on-Sea, just up the road from me. They put the company together based on a, a love of tattoos and alternative music. And they've worked with some of the greatest artists around the world to produce these items of clothing that are as unique as you lot. All the designs are printed using biodegradable, sustainable and water-based inks. In addition to that, they only print on garments made by members of Fair Wear Foundation. I mean, come on, great clothing and a conscience. So if you head over to www.sosclothing.co.uk, do a bit of shopping, see what you like, throw it in the basket, and then on the way out, put in the discount code BEAT15. B-E-A-T-1-5. And that'll save you 15% off. Amazing, right? www.sosclothing.co.uk www.sosclothing.co.uk Official sponsors of Off The Beaten & Track podcast. Let's get back to that podcast. It's Off The Beaten & Track podcast on the Distraction Pieces Network. With me, Stu Whipping. Okay, we're off. We're recording. I'm sitting uh, in this little studio in, in Hipsterville in East London today. Uh, and sitting opposite me is Emily Capel. Hello. What? Right. Yeah. So we can have the chat now. Uh, yeah. Because we, we've just literally bumped into each other like five minutes ago. And it's that thing where I've, I've mentioned loads on this where you just want to go, well, what have we been up to? But the whole purpose of this podcast is we can find out exactly what, what Emily's been up to. But we've not seen each other for how, how long do you think? Uh,
1: God, five years maybe? I reckon there? five years. Yeah. So really? I
0: I first saw you when you came and well, I first met you when you came and played at a club night I was doing probably about like five or six years ago. Yeah. Um, did you play the Queen of Hoxton first?
1: I did the Queen. Ho- no, I did Proud Gallery. first. proud. Yeah. yeah.
0: So that was part of the, the Matt Horn session. And that's night. not
1: even there anymore. They proud? don't have. No, it's they gone, gone have, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah. That's how long ago that was.
0: Yeah. I'm not sure if anyone actually misses it that much.
1: It was an odd one. You sort of people went walked through that venue, yeah. so you had to try and keep me in the room. Yeah, like it was a cut through.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I I don't miss working there. It's <laughs> a
1: strange,
0: strange place. Oh, yeah, an interesting gentleman. Um Okay, Uh Emily, track one. Yeah, song with the greatest ever intro.
1: Oh, such a hard question. Is it? Yes, it's such a hard question. That our, our listeners
0: are aware that. It could change every day, anyway. It, it
1: has changed every day. <laughs> it hard. You can have so some So I picked Johnny Cash Walk the Line. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as I said it, I was like, oh, Ring of Fire is such a great one, though.
0: Okay. Sticking with
1: Cash then. Sticking with... Well, yeah. It's really hard, that. I'm not, like, into guitar licks. I'm not a very guitar-y guitarist. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I found that really hard. I'm, I'm more, like, a lyrical person. I like lyrics better, so... That was tricky. Be My Baby by the Ronettes was up there as that's well. Mine. Is it? Yeah. Such a good one yeah. that.
0: Um, my, 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 my wife come down the aisle to that.
1: Really? Uh, yeah,
0: that's, uh, that's the greatest song I've ever made. It's a really. Fact.
1: Good. I saw her at Christmas. Um, Ronnie? At, yeah, at the Shepherd's Vision Empire. She was brilliant. I saw her
0: at Jazz Café probably about three years ago during the Christmas. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah.
1: Man. So good. Just the best. Yeah, Just definitely. So, yeah, uh, intro was was a tricky one, but I went with Johnny Cash. I love Johnny Cash, mm-hmm. I love him so much. Um, I remember like first hearing Johnny Cash and being like, What is that? and uh, it's just so simple, it's a really nice little riff, and he uses it in loads of his songs, mm. so it's, it works, yeah. So, uh, yeah, um, Johnny Cash is definitely one of my favorites. But well, I've got a track where I've basically nicked that riff as well, yeah. So, um Yes, yeah, one of my favorites.
0: So talking about your music, I, I think best to describe your music to people that well, how would you describe your music to people that may not have heard it before?
1: I don't know. People say it's very London because there's a lot going on in it, mm-hmm. or there, there is a lot. Um, there's like this we've just put the album out and that's like there's Calypso on it there's Country on it there's Scar on it there's loads of stuff going on so people say London and that's a massive cop out mm-hmm. but um, yeah I don't, I don't know I don't know how I would sort well, of.
0: how much emphasis and importance do you put on intros when you're making them uh,
1: yeah a lot you've got to you got to keep them in you've got to suck them in it's important uh, but I would because I think because I'm not a very confident guitarist, I'd always start it lyrically. So I like to start my sets a cappella or I like to start songs a cappella and get them in that way. Um, that's interesting. Yeah. So, um, so therefore, that's why I sort of, I don't know, I worried about, like, so many people are like, oh, this is a sick guitar lick or whatever. Or like, my, 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 my uh, drama in my band was like just pick anything by Chuck Berry mm. like because his guitars but, but I don't know I just um, I, I'm in a different I'm not as as uh, as y like that again. I don't like riffs do you not yeah same like Start Me Up The Rolling Stones is a great one yeah but it just is like I prefer it if you come on and was like said something really cool
0: yeah I struggle with kind of guitar like when people just sort of talk about them kind of riffs, and I instantly just think of, like, sweaty rockers.
1: Totally. It's a bit self-indulgent as yeah, well.
0: Yeah, it is.
1: Um, yeah. So, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. I, I'm not really...
0: I've had so many rats with my mates because I don't like Led Zeppelin.
1: Oh, same. And Do you I... know who I don't like? <laughs> which on. is I don't really like the Beatles.
0: I mean, Ooh. that. that's weird. <laughs> And I hate
1: saying it because the people do the same thing and they just go on and on and on about in 1964 when John Lennon wore a hat and he said this and then it's like, I don't, who cares? Mm. I just, it's just a bit like, <laughs> they're overdone. Yeah. They're so overdone. And Led Zeppelin are the same, Yeah, but with a different type of people, mm. like the rockery people. Yeah. It's just everybody talks about the Beatles for hours and hours and hours and hours. Sorry, that's all right. People what have had. probably turned off.
0: I mean, it's been lovely chatting to you. <laughs> <laughs> my my thing with the Beatles is my thing that I have with the Smiths. Oh, uh, which is the fact that they done so much yeah. in such a small space of time. Yeah, and that is what impresses me. Right, and fair enough. Probably more so with the Beatles insofar as how that sound evolved that quickly. Yeah, and whether that's something to do with George Martin or not, but. I do think they're good songwriters.
1: Listen, I'm not saying it's rubbish. Well, it's too late. No, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying that it's awful, They're slammed, you slammed them. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm saying is that I just, it's overdone, man. Yeah. And also, I was brought up in a punk rock house. My mum my and dad liked, liked punk. So Joe Schremer said, no Elvis, no Beatles or the Rolling Stones. Yeah. So we had no Elvis, no Beatles or the Rolling Stones. Yeah. When I went to music college, I auditioned at a place called the Brit School, which is so wanky. Yeah. And I had to ha- uh, listen to this song by the Beatles called Norwegian Wood. And I'd never heard it. Mm-hmm. And this was, I'm going to sound like a granddad. This was before YouTube. So um, I'm not that old, but it was all YouTube, and um, I didn't know how to get a hold of Norwegian wood. Right. And there's a '90s band called Corner Shop. Yeah, of course. And they do an Indian version of Norwegian wood, and we had that, and so I listened to that, uh, which has got like a sitar in it, and it's. It's fucking great. Yeah. And then when I went to the Brit school and they played us the Beatles version, I was like, oh, what is this? Like, None uh, of you guys at Corner Shop. Yeah. <laughs> corner Shop do a much better version of this song. So I just feel like I've always had that kind of Joe Strummer, no Elvis, no Beatles or the Rolling Stones. So hmm. Punk didn't like the Beatles. No. So I sort of went with that.
0: Okay. I'm interested. <laughs> I'm interested because I think it's going to have some bearing on the next track. So, for track two, uh, Emily, the first song you remember hearing had an emotional impact on you. Yeah.
1: So, I picked Billy Bragg, uh, Waiting for the Great Loop Forwards. So, we're super political in my house. Again, this is a tricky one. You've
0: just redeemed yourself on the Beatles thing now. Right, just, we're talking Billy Bragg, so I'm happy. talking Billy Bragg.
1: <laughs> Thank you. Isn't he cool? He's the best. Um... Yeah, we're, we're super, super political in my, in my house. It's something I'm very, very proud of, um, that my mum and dad didn't pay their poll tax and they went to every Rock Against Racism gig and all that kind of uh, really cool stuff. My mum worked for Marks and Spencer's and she refused to put out the uh, South African produce because of the apartheid. Really? Like, yeah, that's so cool. And I'm, I'm so proud of that. Like, my family gave unopened wage packets to the miners in the miner's strike, so... Yeah, and so we're very, very political. So Billy Bragg, we're more left wing than Billy Bragg. Yeah. Um so my family are something called the Militant and um that's like even even more like I don't know, left wing, super super hardcore. So um but but Billy Bragg we I remember hearing Waiting for the Great Leap Forwards and all there's there's those lines at the end um where he says like the revolution is just a T shirt away and if no one out there understands, start your own revolution and cut out the middleman. Like that's
0: Everyone's just a T-shirt. Waiting, oh, the man, it's ever
1: so cool. And his love songs are great as well.
0: I went to see him um, about about a week before the election. Right. Um, and I went to Cambridge to see him. And he was oh, yeah. playing. Um, I don't know if you saw him on this tour, but he was doing three nights in quite yeah. small venues. And the first night he was playing the first three albums. And then in the middle, second night, second three and so on. they middle three. Billy's had his heart broke a lot, I think. <laughs> right. And that's, obviously, the album with Great Live Forwards yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. But, to stand there, in just a silent room, listening to Billy Bragg playing, Valentine's Days over. Yeah, yeah. And, um, Tank Park salute. All right. Just, it was amazing. Yeah. Absolutely amazing. He's, He's probably my favourite songwriter.
1: He's so I I um I was booked to play at Glastonbury and he has a he has a left field stage and it was during um uh when you voted for, why have I forgotten what it's called it, when we vote the referendum it, yeah. it was for the referendum and um I was due to play on the Saturday and on the Sunday was when we found out that we were out we were leaving the EU. And it was just such a mental Glastonbury because when you're at Glastonbury, like you're you're not in touch with the rest of the world. You feel like you're yeah. on another planet, like you must have been. Yeah, yeah. And um and I played so this Saturday afternoon before with Billy Bragg before we found out the results. And it was just such Intense time, and it was such an incredible place to be at left field with Billy Bragg, and like he sat next to me, so I was sat here, and, and he was sat there, and he sang upfield, and it was just like, oh my god, what's going on with my wow. life? Like it was, it was really amazing. But, uh, but yeah, I could have picked Power and Union by Billy Bragg, but I um I went with waiting for the Great Blue Voice just because I think those lyrics are so so cool, and and it, it's a story as well. There's not particularly a chorus mm. in that song, and I really really love that. I'm denied about picking a Bruce Springsteen song.
0: Okay,
1: um, one, the river. Oh, lovely! So I've recently been playing with Glenn Matlock, and I went just drop that in. There. No, no, I feel really sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> when we talk about mine from Gene, I'm going to drop that in as well. <laughs> but yeah, so I, when I was I was playing with Glenn Matlock, I'm going to drop another name now, and um, and take that we're playing in a in the football stadium across the road from where we were playing okay. and i got the train down there and so i, I played and they were and like was this in norwich right sorry in norwich and um and they were like don't uh, don't feel like you have to stay because if you're going to get the train back to london you're going to get on the train with that like, a million middle-aged take that fans which yeah. is totally fine yeah but um if you want to go go yeah so i was like all oh, right so i might not say so and i, I played i did like had the whole tour with glenn or whatever so I didn't stay till the very end but I stayed for a little while and so I got the train back and there were a couple it was filling up with take that middle-aged fans yeah. women with like bunny ears and lights and like Gary Barlow t-shirts on yeah. totally fine right yeah. you, someone's gotta love him he's great yeah and um and I was reading I mean he's a tit apparently so <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean I've never met him
1: but Mark Owen's supposed to be really nice
0: yeah I'm sure he did he win
1: big brother that time didn't yeah, he yeah
0: he seems like a lovely lad. Yeah, I think Barlow's a bit of a tip.
1: I've heard. Yeah, it, oh, really? I've have you heard?
0: No, oh. I just. We can't
1: I'm, assume they going on. I'm
0: assuming, and like, I think he's just one of them guys that's just desperate for some kind of knighthood. And have you seen
1: what his house looks like? No. Oh man, I've him and Andy Carroll have got the tackiest houses.
0: Oh really? Yes. Yes, I'm
1: not it's surprised. all gold. Everything's gold and like crushed velvet.
0: It's because he wants to be. He wants to be the next Elton John, but he <laughs> won't be. He's not. It's like John Bon Jovi wants to be Bruce Springsteen. Yes. but it will, yes, yes, yes. it will never happen. It will never happen. It will never happen.
1: But so I was. I was on the train, and it was there was a, quite a lot of Take That fans there, and I was reading the Bruce Springsteen book. And he, he he was writing about when he wrote the song The River and I didn't know it. And so I um, put my headphones on and I listened to The River and it was like, fucking hell. The bit about when he gets his, for his 19th birthday, he gets a union card and his wedding suit. And I literally sat there and I cried. <laughs> and there were loads of these middle-aged women like talking, singing, the, like, um, Relight My Fire. Yeah. And I'm sat there like, well enough about this incredible song.
0: Take comfort in knowing about 15 <laughs> minutes earlier they were crying a million love songs. <laughs> well, no, exactly, yeah.
1: I should have just said that. Oh, I'm, I'm listening to, to Everything Changes. <laughs> so, yeah. But I was going to pick that, but I went with, I went with Billy Rag. I thought Wonderful I should tell you choice. that story anyway.
0: So... When I say an emotional response, what was your emotional response to hearing Great Leap Forward? And get, how old would you have been then?
1: Um, I would have... Oh, really young. Really, really young. Probably like seven or eight around that time. put a primary school, just get out and change the world.
0: I mean, that's... That's some intense music for an, an eight-year-old. I guess
1: so. But I, like, I, I was going to... My, my family would sing Power in the Union with their fists in the air. Yeah. We'd go on strikes... All the time, me and my brother were born with a whistle in our mouth and a placard Yeah. out. You know, my my, my it, it, it was something that we that we did. So it was quite. It was only when I got older that I was like, "What? You don't know yeah. who Arthur Scargill it's is?" What you know, isn't it? It's <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah, of course. So it was, uh, and and yeah, yeah. I guess that we, we but as I said, Billy Bragg had, had lovely love songs. So we would listen to that. It wasn't like we sat round and watched you know, animal farm all afternoon. Yeah. We we did normal things, but like it was, yeah, it was the emotion of I've got, we've got to get out and, and do something, you know, and, and change and help people and change things and make things better. It's always been that kind of thing. That's incredible. So yeah, it wasn't like an emotion like sad or anything like that. It's it's the drive. Yeah. yeah. you a driven person. Yeah. Yeah, I am. I'm very competitive as well
0: in in regards to what where would you say in what sort of areas are you competing? most in? things
1: Really? yeah, most things so and it, it get it sometimes it can be tricky, so like I set myself goals like unrealistic goals um but I am very driven and yeah. very like I will just plow through sometimes yeah. I have to remind myself so like it's not always a competition, yeah. <laughs>
0: Where was, where was you born?
1: Uh, Harrow. Okay. Uh, West London.
0: And so, early life, I mean, I, I'm interested to know more because it sounds very different to most of my other guests. Right. Uh, at eight years old, you know, Probably. Billy Bragg and, yeah. and being on picket lines and stuff's amazing. <laughs> like, um, and so, so what, was, what was home like?
1: So, nice, normal, Lots lovely. Of music. Yeah, my mum and dad love music, nobody plays anything. Nobody sings. Oh, God, they cannot sing. Mm. But um, my mum sometimes sings Brass in Pocket by the Pretenders. Oh, it's the worst sound (laughs) I've ever heard. I'm like, oh, it's so awful. And uh, and my dad is shocking. But, uh, yeah, uh, my mum and my dad love, love, love music. And um, my mum was a Clash fan and my dad was a sort of jam fan, Smith fan. Yeah. Um, And my brother is called Joe after Joe Strummer. Wow. But he doesn't know who Josh Jummer is, I don't think. He's very uh he does he can take it or leave it with music, which yeah. is so nice. Yeah. It's really, really nice. I'm so pleased that he's into something different. Yeah. Um so yeah, we're just just totally normal. We always have music on. Um I was very, very into Frank Sinatra and that kind of stuff when I was. What really drew you little. to that? I got the flu. And I um, laid on the sofa all weekend with my grandma and my mum and we watched High Society and uh, Meet Me in St. Louis and um, Young Aha and all those sort of films. And that was it. I wanted to be... Like an MGM musical star so, like, yeah. so I wanted to go out in like big coats and I remember wanting to go out in my dressing gown because I didn't have a big fluffy coat and my yeah. mum was like, people are going to think you're ill if yeah. you walk out in a dressing gown like Kirk Bay The girl from the punk house is wearing a
0: dressing <laughs> gown down the road <laughs>
1: And I, would, I found them the other day, I would, write, I would write songs about like toddling into town and all this yeah. Frank Sinatra rubbish and um, I really, really loved that and I would just sing all the time um, and it wasn't until I was I was ten when Joe Strummer died, and it, I hate to have that one of those eureka moments, but it I I vividly remember they do happen. Yeah, I, I totally remember when Joe Strummer died and what happened, and my mum like so Joe Strummer died just before Christmas, and I knew who he was. I knew Joe, my brother Joseph was called Joe after Joe Strummer, and um, I knew that they were into punk or whatever. Uh, but I didn't know and I knew they had a film with, that somebody was sick in it because my mum and dad were watching the film and somebody was sick and I was like, oh, I can't watch this. But and then we were going out uh, to get some more Christmas presents or something. I and mean, my brother were in the front garden playing the classic dead arm game classic game of dead yeah. arm uh, particularly in winter it's very good to be playing dead arm I think. is it yeah because it really hurts right that's when if it's going if you're gonna take it into like the Olympics or something yeah. they should do it yeah in winter in a cap sleeve shirt so that we were in the front garden doing that and uh, the phone rang and my mum was just about to shut the door. And she did that thing where she's like, oh, shall I answer the phone? Shall I shut the door? Whatever. And she went back in the house and she shut the door and she left me and my brother in the front garden. And when she opened the door, she was crying. And the man on the radio was crying, a guy called Robert Elms, he was crying. And we didn't go out and we stayed in and watched things about Joe Schreiber dying and the clash. And, and that Christmas... We had the Clash on all the time, and then my dad would start playing the Jam and the Smiths and the House Martins and and the Big Audio Dynamite and all that kind of stuff. And like, um, they've got uh, videos of they made recordings of the Tube, like you know that yeah, program. Of course. So they, I, might... I'm really old. <laughs> <laughs> I remember all of that. But say so they would like press record on like certain, uh, so they made their own like. Video thing of um, yeah. of the tube, and so I would watch that, and like wow. so, that was sort of a massive. That's when I bought a guitar. Yeah, that's when loads of stuff sort of changed.
0: Okay, I mean, I, I want to pick, but we're going to continue uh, with the, the theme and what we're talking about the, the track theme. just quickly, how was, what was your parents' reaction when you said to them that you was going to go and play with Glenn Matlock from the Sex Pistols?
1: Don't know. I don't think they really cared. Really? Well, they might have done. Th- yeah, they must have cared. Uh, I
0: mean, that's that's punk. You know, that's 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 an iconic.
1: Yeah. You
0: know, musician in, from from you know. The, oh,
1: he's so lovely as well, and like, he's a QPR fan, which makes it even nicer. Yeah. He's uh, yeah, <laughs> he's um, yeah, they're they're cool, man. They like everything I do, but yeah. they um, yeah. They're, uh, they're, yeah, Glow Matlock's Glow Matlock. They're, I've done lots of, uh, like, uh, I don't know, everybody that I play with, they're excited. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. great. Yeah, it's cool.
0: Track three, then. Let's keep it uh, with what we've been talking about. The song that reminds you of your time at school.
1: So I picked The Clash. Yeah. Uh, what did I pick by The Clash? Tommy Gunn. Tommy Gunn, which was also going to be an intro. What an intro. <clears throat> Because I was so intense at school into Joe Sharma and The Clash. No one
0: else would have been into The Clash at your Nobody school at that point, would they? else. I mean, how old are you, I Emily? Mean, 27. Asking, yeah, I mean...
1: <laughs> <laughs> so I should have picked... I don't even know, something by Usher? Yeah. Uh, something like that? Yeah. But I, I just wasn't into that at all.
0: So, well, how, how was school?
1: All right. It wasn't my favourite time. Yeah. I sort of didn't really fit in. It's very difficult to fit in in 2003 when you're quoting Joe Strummer things and everybody's like, what the hell are you talking about? Yeah. uh, but like so funny. So I said to you earlier, I, was, I listened to your Martin Rossiter podcast, yeah. and he says about going to school and buying all the copies of some, uh, that track by the Redskins and handing them out. Literally, when he when he said that, I was like, Oh my god, I did that. I remember taking Spanish Bombs, a uh, track by the Clash, into school and being like, And what does Joe Schrammer say in Spanish? Like, tell me what he says, and then trying to say it, and they'd be like, What's this person saying? Like, why is that? It was. It was. I remember trying to stand. And like joe strummer i would i would i would just quote things that made no sense it got stupid it if got they made no sense to you 100 what the fuck did exactly. it mean to anyone else at school exactly. that was listening to usher there's a, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's a bit in rude boy in the clash film where he sits with ray Gage and he talks about in russia they drive around in the black cars yeah i've no idea i don't even know what he means now but i would be like yeah because in russia they drive around in the black cars what? What are you saying? So yeah, I did But I would come home and I would watch Rude Boy and I would watch Westway to the World and I would. It was. It got heavy. Yeah. It got silly. Um. So uh. So thank God McFly came along.
0: I made everything all right. I
1: made everything all right.
0: Hello, I've interrupted the podcast again, haven't I? Sorry. It won't take a sec. All I want to say is. The songs that we're talking about in this podcast, if we can't play them, it's just because of the regulations regarding playing licensed music and such. So if you want to hear the songs, just go over to Spotify and... Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot... search off the beat and track podcast and you can listen to all the songs because I've put playlists up for each of these if you can't find it on there I'll send links on all the social media accompanying each episode so you've just got to press that one button and you can go through and you can enjoy all the songs that our guest picks anyway I'll shut up get back to the podcast see you on the other side creativity at school so at 10 years old you say you got a guitar yeah so let's talk about secondary school then yeah and so was creativity encouraged at school?
1: Not particularly. Um, no. <laughs> uh, You've I have was... not
0: got that moment of the music teacher got me. Oh and no! Nothing like that.
1: No, no, no. Uh, I, I would. I was doing the open mic scene when I was thirteen. Um, so I would go out. Locally, I'm very lucky that I live on the underground so I could get into London really quickly. And the open mic scene here is wicked. Mm. Like, I was doing three or four nights a week. Wow. When I first started year 11, I played an industry showcase on my first day. And, um, yeah, it wasn't as if I thought I don't need school so I'm not going to, because I did need school. And I didn't... I never told anyone either.
0: What, that you was going out and ginging No, and nobody stuff? knew.
1: Really? No. Why is that? Um, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe because I uh, thought I would be picked on. I mean, I was picked on anyway. This yeah. is like a sob story. Of course I was fucking picked on. Yeah. I was going around quoting yeah. people I didn't know. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so there was no way. And, like, there was this guy at our school... Bless him. I would call him the graffiti man. So he would... His job was to go around and clean the graffiti off the walls. And he... Um, would always sing at the local open mic at the bottom of my road and I did it as well so I would like I think I can't remember what day it was like Wednesday or something and I would go down and do the open mic and Graffiti Man would get up and do a couple of James Taylor numbers and it's fine and I remember queuing up outside history and Graffiti Man so he was obviously like a quite an older gentleman yeah. uh, was cleaning some graffiti off of a, off of the wall outside history and he was like oh, "I'll see you next Wednesday then for, and everybody in my class was like Who's, that? where are you going with the beauty <laughs> man? Nowhere.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: so mental. So, um, so, yeah, I didn't really tell anyone, but I was, I, was, I did school, I did it all, uh, but I, I live on the same road my, as my school. Okay. So I was like, I wanted to get off my road. Yeah. I wanted to get out of where I live, and yeah. it's really random. We're, I'm the fifth generation of capels to live on my road right everyone has lived on my road my cousin lives at the bottom and she's got kids so they're the sixth we all live on our fucking road it's nuts so um i wanted to get out but i did it i i I know you have to do it i got i got grades i did it but i as quick as i could uh, i got out
0: so when you was uh, very young age going and playing these open mic gigs what was you playing your own stuff yeah
1: yeah my own stuff
0: that's
1: fucking incredible. Man, I couldn't really play anyone else's.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, don't play that Dan, you know. That's like, that's that's really impressive, you oh, know. Oh, thanks. Getting on the train and going to play open mic gigs at like that age. That's, yeah. That's amazing.
1: Sometimes I couldn't get in because they were like, how old are you? What are you doing? And I'd be yeah. like, can I just please play?
0: Yeah. I mean, you still look... I a know lot I look in it. Really, I
1: know, I know I do. Sometimes we get to venues now and they're like, hold up. And I'm like, like...
0: <laughs> Okay. Track four. Yeah. Oh, good. We're gonna get on some shit stuff now. Uh the first song you bought from a record shop.
1: Yeah. <laughs> what a tune. It's though. all been too
0: cool so far.
1: What a tune. <laughs> so I, as I said. I, Woolworths with East Co., mm-hmm. went and bought Shaggy, It Wasn't Me. Yeah. Oh, man alive. What a mm. tune.
0: Big tune, wasn't it?
1: Absolutely.
0: Yeah.
1: I, um, and I, I was really into Frank Sinatra as well at that time and it was my birthday and so I got the High Society soundtrack but I think I, I must have been given money for my birthday and bought the Shaggy song. So you have been... So how random is that? Is that's,
0: <laughs> that's quite a mash-up. <laughs> but you must have been very young then.
1: What, for Shaggy? Shaggy. No, yeah. I don't think so.
0: That must have been...
1: I don't think so. I think I would have been about... Why? How old were I would you? I reckon Shaggy
0: would have been... Must have been mid-90s.
1: No, like a bit later than that. When did Shaggy? It wasn't me. Come out. We'll have to Google Maybe it. Maybe I'm
0: thinking of Oh Carolina. That was his. his no, that's early. Song. Yeah, right. I'm going to Google it.
1: Google it wasn't me. What a cheat! Right. What happened to the other guy? He's in it? I don't know. Oh, I don't yeah. even know his name. Because well,
0: basically, he was the, the one that made the song what it is. Shaggy wasn't he? just says
1: it wasn't me. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's, that's a done. great gig if you can get it. <laughs> exactly. I'm,
0: I've got to be honest. The thought of. Um, hearing shaggy's recent project with sting
1: what's going on who thought that was a good idea
0: sting (laughs) and definitely shaggy shaggy must have just thought well i'll just say a couple of random words around Sting." i've done that all
1: my life anyway
0: (laughs) i might as well do it with that fella from the police oh dear right let's have a look shaggy it wasn't me when was that when was that i'm probably way wrong here uh, 1999.
1: Right, there you go. So I was born in 92.
0: Yeah. So what have you got? what's that one? Why can't we do that math? <laughs> like seven or eight.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so that's all right. Yeah, it's fine. Shaggy, it wasn't me. And I remember, uh, I remember it was red and it, and it had a yellow CD in it. Yeah. It was a CD, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Oh, what a tune. And High Society, that
0: CD as well?
1: That was a CD. So High Society and it had Pal Joey on it as well.
0: Lovely. Yeah. What else was she spending your money on at that time?
1: Oh, to no, have Sweets at the cricket club.
0: The cricket club?
1: Yeah. That makes me sound really posh, doesn't it? Oh, someone's <laughs>
0: someone's got posh punk parents.
1: <laughs> I, used to play, I used to play cricket for Middlesex. Really? Listen, it wasn't that hard because there weren't any other girls. So in right. the girls' team, there was like six girls, so you yeah. automatically got in the team. Right. Um, purely because... Uh, I don't really know, my brother did it, and so I wanted to do it, and there was a tuck shop, so I would spend money there. I don't know, what else do you spend money on when you're eight? I don't know.
0: Normally, I I kind of throw that question at people when we talk about sort of secondary school. Right, so what was I spending
1: money on when I was in secondary school? I don't know. I don't drink.
0: Okay. Why's that?
1: I don't, because I'm rubbish at it.
0: (laughs) Great answer. (laughs)
1: I'm really, really bad at it. Um, uh, I just instantly cry.
0: You know, like, when
1: you wake up and you go, oh, the next morning, oh, God, what have I done? Yeah. It was just like, oh, God, what have I done with that, 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 and that. Like, I would just, I've ruined.
0: So, you mentioned earlier that you're very driven. Are you you quite a a control freak?
1: Yeah, probably. That's probably a a big old reason Mm -hmm. why. Um, Yeah, I just don't, I never really did the drinking or the drugging never nothing wrong with that no well, I'm a bit like James Milner I'm a bit boring like that I think it's because um, i'm um, poor James Milner I think it's because I am so driven maybe yeah, and also why it's just not i don't I don't like the taste either. I never
0: i've got this 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 kind of thing it's it's quite strange because I've always felt like I'm quite driven and quite controlling, yeah and as a club promoter and things like that. Well, I've got no place in clubs now, I'm 46. But, you know, I never was one of them people that would just completely give themselves up to the dance floor, completely like that whole thing of dance, like no one's watching thing. Yeah. And, <clears throat> and I'd watch my mates, because i have never really sort of done drugs. No, right. And I'd watch some of my friends in the 90s that would. And they were having the best time. And I'd just think to myself, did I miss something? I don't know. But now a lot of them will say to me, God, I wish I'd never have done that. Really? Because I could have been doing something more, I don't know, working on something with a bit more substance maybe. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know. Uh, do you ever look at that and just think?
1: Uh, well, yeah. like So I, I, I remember um, finding all up, I like to find out about different subcultures and I remember trying to find out about Acid House and House and listening to Voodoo Ray oh, and being like, i think i'm getting this wrong because i'm sat like in my room trying to listen trying to find out what's good about voodoo ray Mm -hmm. i should really be like you know at the hacienda on e and then maybe i'd get it so i do like on I, i i miss out on things like that but i would ruin it i'm too dramatic i would think i'm like jim morrison I'd literally take drugs and then go. Oh, I'm gonna go run myself a bath.
0: I'm a lizard king. Yeah,
1: totally. Like I, I would, I would ruin it. Yeah. I know I would. So therefore, I never did the whole um, drinking thing. Yeah, yeah. It's good that you know who you are. I guess so. Yeah. Something like that's. That I find that is the biggest issue I come across in music. People say things like, "Oh, being a woman, being like all this stuff." Like, do you do? You, have you had sexist comments? Do you have like ageist comments? Whatever. The biggest issue I have is people go, "What? You don't drink? What?" And then, Strange, you know? yeah, it, if I said I don't drink because I'm a recovering alcoholic, people would get it. Yeah. But if you don't drink because you don't, yeah, people are like, "What's wrong with you?"
0: Well, it's just all about the drama. Totally.
1: That's why I don't drink. <laughs> <laughs> to- because if someone says George Michael, I'll just cry for like 50 million years.
0: Last time I got kind of caught unaware because I'd had a drink and it weren't the evening, but it's the morning after when I'm riddled with that anxiety yeah. of did I say something and I'm very fragile. Um, I went to the cinema uh, at Christmas uh, there with with the kids and stuff. We watched the amelia clark film i can't think what it's called oh, what, about george michael is yeah. it called last christmas yes of course it is there you go it obviously it does what it says on the tin <laughs> praying for time come on and that was it really just fucking done me <laughs> <laughs> just done me what a lovely record <laughs> um emily capel track five the song that soundtracked your years in clubland
1: right so, as I said, I'm not a big drinker or a drug taker. It's a bit rubbish at, at clubbing. Are you a dancer? Um, kind of, yeah. Not like...
0: Such an unconvincing answer. Well,
1: no, not really. I, but I'm not worried about dancing. Yeah. Um, so, where I live... I live sort of in the middle of Harrow and Watford. Mm-hmm. And they're two very different places. I always say I'm from Harrow because we've got... Harrow's got red buses, Watford's got green buses.
0: Right. <laughs> it's important. Uh,
1: that is so important. Yeah. And so um, you could go out in, in Watford. <laughs> and Watford's got a strip. So right. there's, like, lots of clubs on the road. Mm-hmm. And um, <clears throat> we would... So you could go out in Watford or you could go out in Harrow... And uh, it's a bit, there's sort of one place called the Trinity, and we're very proud of the Trinity. Right. Very, very proud of it. We love it there. And um, that plays, like, indie music, and yeah. it's got people in there with fringes, and, like, it's just a bit cooler. Watford isn't very cool. There's one place in Watford called um, Reflex, and it's an 80s bar. Yeah, there's a lot of
0: them. Is there? Yeah, they... it's a change.
1: Okay, right, cool. And I, I love there. Yeah. Because I love shit 80s pop music. It's the best. I absolutely love that. So if we were going out in Watford, I'd go, oh, let's, uh, le- let's meet in Reflex, and then maybe we can go on to, like, Prism or whatever. But let's
0: load this question then. So I want to know two tracks from Clubland. Right. I want to know the one song that will get you on the dance floor in uh, Reflex <clears throat> as well.
1: Chain Action Diana Ross. Solid. Anything by Shaka Khan. Mm-hmm. Love uh, Anything by Heaven 17. Mm-hmm. all that like i i actually did write wham um young guns and crossed it out okay i love wham mm-hmm. um so yeah anything like that but so i did write down jamie t if you got the money because well, that totally record. reminds me of going to trinity yeah but when i was at music college dubstep happened mm-hmm. and um so people would go to dubstep raves. So I was like, "Yeah, of course, I'll, I want to come to some dubstep raves." So we went to this place in Vauxhall, and I can't remember it. I can't remember what it was called. You probably might know because you're a bit cooler than me, a lot cooler than me. 36. But No, but you know Vauxhall. are going to be doing at a <laughs> I know, dubstep rave? <laughs> well, um, Get the babysitters in. You know, I'm going to a dubstep rave. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so yeah, we went there, and it was awful. Oh, my God, it was so bad. And I remember thinking... What was bad? Everything about it. Okay. Not me. Yeah. Not me at all. I remember thinking there must be another room where they're playing the Happy Mondays (laughs) or New Order. (laughs) Like, there must be another room. Because in my head, that was dance music. Mm. Dubstep is just noise. And everyone used to take this drug drug called Meow Meow.
0: That's right.
1: What was it called? What was it?
0: It was plant food, wasn't it?
1: I have no idea.
0: I'm sure it was. It a,
1: stunk. Right. It proper stunk. And I remember being at music college and this girl taking it and playing piano really quickly. <laughs> and we were, pl- I can't remember. We were playing "Reach Out, I'll Be There," at Motown song. And I Four was like, tops. "Yeah." I was like, "What's she? What's she listening to?" Like yeah. she was playing it so fast. But I'm always so naive with drugs. Yeah. And they were like, "She's, she's taking this yeah. meow meow." But so we went to. I went to their first one and I hated it; it was awful. And then the same group of cool people went again to this uh, events called UTR. Do you remember them? Under mm-hmm. the Radar. See you are cool. <laughs> I'm
0: a promoter, so uh, I have yeah, to know so these. You would know That's the UTR. only reason. I've got no place in them.
1: <laughs> and it was awful. And so they were like, "We're going to go to UTR one. Do you want to come?" And I was like, "Yeah, of course I want to come." Like I'm really cool. I love dubstep. <laughs> so I went. And as I said, I don't drink or take any drugs. So I, yeah. I was drinking Red Bull all night, and it was fucking awful it was at the millennium dome Mm -hmm. and um so i took a a black eyeliner and i remember sitting in we got to about four o'clock and sitting in the toilets just putting this black eyeliner on because i was like i can't be out there anymore and then we came out must have come about half past six seven o'clock in the morning walked out and um and everybody was laying on this bit of astro turf, and like somebody had been sick, and like these people were like twitching, and I was just sort of sat there with them, like, yeah, we're really cool. And the David Beckham Soccer School Academy arrived, and all jogged out onto this astro turf, and we were all like laying there, having come out of this like horrible dub, so I couldn't hear anything. And obviously, like they were all completely fucked, and I was there, like, oh, I'm not with them. Like, sorry, I'm really sorry about this. It was- (laughs) it was awful but um so yeah I don't I don't remember any of the DJs or the names of the songs
0: yeah would you put yourself in them sort of situations now where like you go and do something because people are telling you it's good
1: depends what it is and probably not
0: I went to RB for a couple of years ago for the first time It's the worst fucking thing I've ever done in my life. Oh,
1: yeah. I went to Ibiza, again, to try it out. Because I give everything a go. I try my hardest. I
0: wanted some weird bohemian (sighs) hippie shit.
1: Yeah.
0: And I just got six-packs and people that were in swimming pools but not getting their hair wet. (laughs) Full face of makeup and their hair completely done. And going to a pool party but not getting in it.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's that about? And those orange cups or white cups.
0: Yeah, that, that. And it just... Oh, just... Yeah. But I'm
1: glad I did it. Did you enjoy it? No. Right. But I, but I, I like to think that now I know what I'm talking about because I've done it. Yeah. I did it. Yeah. But it was awful. Yeah. It was really rubbish. I would much rather have been. Well, maybe not with the David Beckham people, but yeah, yeah. I just like to think that like we were laying there and like maybe Harry Kane yeah. came running out and kicked us off the astro turf. Yeah. Yeah.
0: In reality, he probably would have just sort of looked down his nose and thought, someone's been sick over there as well. What's going on here? Disgraceful. She don't even look like she likes dubstep. I'd so, probably like Robert Smith. I had
1: so much eyeliner on. It was awful.
0: <laughs> um, track six. Yeah. Uh, Favourite song from an artist from your home county?
1: Um, so i picked Jean.
0: Okay, lovely.
1: Uh I saw you you sometimes mention on Facebook about Gene and I feel like oh does he know Gene like I feel like a Gene connection Yeah <laughs> <laughs> They're not very well known They're not Um so uh so as I said I live in the middle of of Harrow and Watford I'm from a place called Norfolk Hills which is right by Pinup which is where Elton John is from So Elton John is like my person that I would should say because mm-hmm. everybody where I live knows Elton John's mum's, nan's, sisters, but like everybody's like, oh yeah, because Elton John did that. And when I get out of the station, there's a pub called the Norfolk Hills and there's a blue plaque with Elton John. So we're okay. very proud of Elton John. You're a fan? <sighs> mm, I appreciate it. Yeah. Is that a nice, is that not a nice, I thing
0: don't to ever say? hear
1: one? I think I really like that. Uh, yeah, but I wouldn't, uh, would
0: it make your iPod?
1: Yeah. It would. There's some crap on there though. I mean Shaggy it wasn't me on there. <laughs> so uh but yeah I uh I just never I've never... I've I, I watched the film. Have you seen the film? Yeah. It's really funny because he shows Pina Fair at the beginning. So where I live, we've got Pina Fair, And he shows Pina of like as, like, the end of Greece. Yeah. It's not like that. It's not like that. Like, yeah. it's such a shit fair. <laughs> there's, yeah. like, nothing. And so... Um, <laughs> but, yeah. Um, uh, so Elton John and two of the members of the Stranglers went to my school. Okay. Uh, Tom from McFly... He's, mm-hmm. from, he's from Harrow. His dad worked at Kodak and so did
0: mine.
1: Okay. Um, like, North West London, there's quite a lot of stuff going on. But so, uh, I never say I'm from Watford because of the buses issue and because it's... Of course. I mean, if you've got a gr- It's like eight quid to get yeah. on a bus. So, um, he, he, and my postcode is... The rules are for- amazing. <laughs> I'm Harrow, like I always say, from right. Harrow. And Ian Jury's from Harrow, and Peter yeah. Andre, all the greats. But uh, Gene, so oh, he's from Cardiff originally, Martin. Mm-hmm. But um, they're from Watford. Okay. And they're so good.
0: I mean, how does a 27 year old discover Gene?
1: I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know how I found out about Gene. They, I mean... Probably my dad. Okay. Probably my dad.
0: Because Gene were... <clears throat> I mean, they were, they were successful in, in, in the, you know, I would say that the sort of mid-90s and, and, and towards the end. and, But they obviously got thrown in with, with what was deemed Britpop. Mm. And,
1: and he don't like that, does he? No, but yeah, I, I guess... I that. And he don't like the Smiths comparison either, which I understand as well. I'd rather have the Smiths and Kate Nash, though. That's what I said to him as well. Which is what I get.
0: I don't see that.
1: Thank you. Well, she's all right. You've got to applaud any woman who's who's doing great things in the music industry. But if someone's going to compare me to someone, I'd rather Celine Dion or Beyonce. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Think big, mate. That's that drive, isn't it? Exactly. Um, So, yeah, I mean... So I... How did you meet... Have you met Martin? So
1: I met Martin. I'm going to drop another name. Go for it. I was on tour with the Blockheads. Right. Which was amazing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely amazing. They are incredible. If ever you get a chance to go see the Blockheads, go and see them because they are so good. Who was singing? Uh, Their mate. So a mate they've got.
0: I love that. <laughs> yeah, Terry, my <me> mate. <laughs> he literally like. is like that. <laughs> and, um,
1: and they, but... but, but it's so good. It's brilliant. Yeah. And so I was on Toy the Blockers and um I at home, we'd been listening to Olympian and we've always listened to Olympian. And uh, this one's for the Dead isn't on Olympian, but it's no. my favourite Jean track. Mm-hmm. And I just tweeted Martin like I was doing quite a lot, saying, Oh my god, I really love your song, I really love Martin, I really love and I really love Jean. And he tweeted me back and he was like, Oh, uh, thanks very much for your lovely comments. I see you're from where I'm from. Um, I'm over in Watford. Uh, I, I, yeah I went to school him off or whatever so I was like oh brilliant and he was like oh you're a musician shall I I'd love to come to a gig like, oh my god Martin from Jean, Martin from Gene going come to a gig I always call him Martin from Jean as well yeah that's and, his full name yeah that's his property. and like when I listen to the Matt Busted one that's yeah. Matt Busted um so yeah so he was like I'll come to a gig and so I was like oh my god Martin from Jean. so um he didn't manage to come to a gig but he was he was like sort of like send me over your stuff, so I sent over stuff, and he was like, "Oh, I've got some time. Like, let's meet up, but we'll we'll talk about it." And um, so he met me he in a pub in Northwood, which is where sort of where we live, and um, it was just fucking like, oh my god, that's Martin from Gene, and he only just sort of put out the solo record that he'd done, which it was is a few years back. Then. Which is yeah, which is great mm. as well. And um, yeah, it was just uh, we just spoke about. How amazing Gene are, and he's he's so humble. He's not. Yeah. He doesn't think that he's in.
0: He's it's it's so strange because it does feel like I you know I had to be careful when I was chatting to him not to just lose my shit.
1: Yeah, so sure. Um, I know how you feel.
0: <laughs> but you know, I, I did think that there was a quality in Gene and in Martin and and his voice that was something different to a lot of the stuff that got Dean Britpop. That was a bit let's sign anything in Camden and we'll throw it out there. Totally. There's depth to Gene. And totally. I think that's where some of the Smiths comparisons may have come from. Yeah. The fact that, you know, he wasn't, he wasn't a, I don't know. He, he had something about him, I think. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, I was lucky to have seen him back then. And he's, I mean, until you've seen that, there's a beautiful video. It's one of their sort of gigs towards the end of Gene. And and it's a live show, and he just sort of tells everyone to shush, and then he just starts to speak to me, someone, <gasps> and it's like, yeah, and totally, like, um, and yeah, and it's it's just it's marvelous, and uh, yeah, when I see that you'd put Jean for this, I was like, yeah, yeah, because you're the first person to pick a Gene. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah.
1: There's a there's a video as well where they their their, their debut appearance on Top of the Pops. And I must have watched it. I must be like all the views. And he and it's this one's for the dead. Yeah. And And um, he doesn't lift his eyes to the camera until he sings, this one's for the dead. And it's, it's just so amazing. Yeah. It's so incredible. And he, so he's just sort of been a mate. I, I, I signed a couple of contracts with different people and he's like, I'll send them over to me first. I'll oh, have a look at so. them. Yeah, and he, he does that kind of thing. Like send me over some demos, send me over some stuff. He's just... He's just great. He's really great, yeah. and um, but yeah, interesting that you thought he taught me. Yeah, because I guess I am that age.
0: Yeah, and and it's just like he'd been teaching. At, we still teach. He's down in Brighton, yeah, doesn't he, at, at The B. music does, school. Yeah, yeah. and uh, and that's where I interviewed him. I went yeah. down there, yeah. and 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 it was quite strange. Before we sort of press recall I said that I'd been and recorded an episode with Jake from My Life Story. Yeah, and he's like, yeah, he works here, and. Blah, 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 from Sleeper Works. It was like a brick-prop <laughs> graveyard. Is,
1: it totally is. And Brighton is like that, though. Yeah. They all have been Brighton. So, yeah, it's... a. But this one's for the dead. Like, I always say, if I ever go on Desert Island Discs, that will be my track that I will keep. Really? 100%. Wow. It's such... It's just... One, I, I just think it's one of the best songs. I love... And I can listen to it... When I've I, when i I've just come back on, on tour with a big band in... Oh, I feel like I'd knob saying it with the selector um, in, in October, and every night I would listen to, to Gene before I went on. And I know it's quite a sad song, yeah, but it just makes you just. And Olympian, that album, like, I wanted to be here with you because I can only be normal with you. Oh, God. Yeah. It's
0: brilliant. It's just brilliant. Yeah. It's so. Uh, I feel
1: like we could talk about Gene. Yeah, we could. We should
0: do a Gene podcast. Are you going Uh, to the gig at the... I haven't got a ticket. I couldn't get one. I tried. I jumped on it and I've not got the nerves to to ask Martin to see if he can squeeze me in. (laughs) ask
1: him. Ask, you'll never forgive yourself. Yeah,
0: I know, I know. I'm gigging. You're gigging? You can't go?
1: With madness.
0: Just... Throw that in there.
1: Oh, I feel like such a knob, but it's it. i was saying that, but I can't turn down a gig with Madness.
0: I did see you're doing that. Yeah, and I mean, are you a Madness fan?
1: I don't know how it's happened. Yes, a massive fan. I don't know how that earth. <laughs> that's yeah, happened.
0: I mean, it's fucking incredible. Thanks. And I think, <clears throat> well, I've, I've, it's very well documented on this podcast. So I think now, as important as. The Kinks, mm. as all of these, the Clash, these bands that are so English and just write about working class England. Yeah, I think Madness get overlooked, and they shouldn't do because I, I agree. think not only that they write perfect pop songs,
1: absolutely perfect, but also songs that are are important. I think you uh, you're think an embarrassment.
0: Embarrassment coming out in what eighty three. In, imagine what the climate was like in the UK. And yeah. you write Embarrassment. Yeah. Fucking hell. Yeah. What a record. My favourite madness is. Is
1: it really? Yeah. This, they had a residency at the Dublin Castle and so did I. And so I always kind of... And, and when, we, when we used to get there for soundcheck, people used to come in, like these tourists and stuff, uh, and take photos of the venue because they were like, mad, this played here. It's such a big... They're such a big deal.
0: Your obsession with... Um, strummer, mm-hmm. me and my mate would get the train up to London when we was like 13 and go to all of the places that Madness sung about. And we knew R.H. Holt was the shop in Camden where they bought their Doc Martins, and we'd go in there it's and have a there. photo of us in there That's just so to have funny. that picture.
1: So We've all done it. Yeah. We've all done it. Yeah. But yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to play with them.
0: Have you met them before?
1: I've met Suggs. Um, because there's a producer called Clive Langer. Oh, I feel like such a name dropper. Clive I keep Langer's doing a it. legend. There's a producer called Clive Langer and, and I've worked with him mm. and Suggs came and it's really, I don't know whether I should tell a story. Somebody threw a f- some fish fingers at Suggs because he'd done a, um, he'd done the Captain Birdseye advert. Right. Somebody threw some fish fingers at him and it was just <laughs> the most ridiculous thing. <laughs> <laughs> like, and I I really, like, it's like, how do you get heckled by something but, but what what who's bought who's gone out bought a packet of fish fingers sneaked him into a gig and it was Clive Langer which was was playing so he would bring up different people up and then wait for the one where Suggs is and then chuck a box of fish fingers in
0: a singular finger or
1: it was singular to start with and then I think they panicked and chucked the whole box but I'm not going to mention that when I see him again. I'm not going to no. say, do you remember that time when I met you before and yeah. somebody threw those fish fingers at you?
0: <laughs> well, if you are Madness fans, I have had, I've had betters on here and right. he's an absolute delight.
1: They're such a laugh.
0: Uh, Apparently
1: they're such a laugh. He, he, he dealt with the fish finger incident really well. But fish um, finger incident, <laughs> fish finger gate. <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm really excited to. to That's amazing.
0: Them. I did see the, 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 the pictures that you was doing them shows. So I'm, yeah, I'm uh, I'm very impressed. That's amazing.
1: Thanks. Yes, yeah, so am I'm. i excited.
0: <sighs> okay, last track. So Emily, you get to um, use this as an opportunity to turn someone onto something they may not have heard before. Yeah. The song that many may not know that you would like them to hear.
1: Mark it's so hard. Why is questions so hard? Why can't they be like, who's your favourite midfielder? Something like that. I who's your mind...
0: favourite midfielder?
1: Joey Barton. Okay. Or Richard Langley.
0: Yeah. Cupia. Bang, rattled them off. Yeah, see? Here we yeah. go.
1: These these questions are really hard. Um, so I picked Anita in the so-and-sos. I live by... I live... So West London is is where I am from.
0: Watford or Harrow?
1: Harrow. right
0: right
1: <laughs> um uh, ha5 there's a song about <laughs> ha5 so i could okay. put that oh god anyway <laughs> and uh so i used to go to Labrador market all the time just ha- obviously because Josh and riley would talk about it so you just mm-hmm. knock about around there and um this guy used to m- there's a there's loads of record stalls in on saturday when it's the market and by the aclan village hall this man used to make me I sort of... So they do this thing where they're like, yeah, like, play this song and who's this? And I'd be like, an answer. Like, a bit, cause obviously, I'm very competitive. So yeah. I, and i have such a show-off. So I would, you know, be like, yeah, yeah, this. And uh, so... Yeah. <laughs> and um, and uh, he, he made these sort of, like, mixtapes. Um, not mixtapes. CDs with all these tracks yeah. on. And, uh, and he never wrote down what they were called. So he'd just be like, he'd give me a CD... And it would have, like, 15 tracks on it, but I didn't know who wrote them or what they were called, so I would have to Shazam every bloody one. Yeah. Uh, And sometimes they wouldn't even be on Shazam, like, it would be... So I don't even know what they are. Yeah. So, um... But But that's good. That uh, makes it a journey. So cool. So cool. Yeah. Um, and so I picked, uh, a song off one of those CDs, which is a song called Joey Baby by Anita in the so and I love doo-wop. Mm-hmm. I think it's really depressing. Mm-hmm. And I love how sad it is. And, like, I love the vocal harmonies. And I love that, that like, sometimes you can just... This, I just... I really, really love that kind of old school, really, really, really old music of, like vocal harmonies and, and, like, girl groups and all of that kind of stuff. And this is, this is a track of it. I, I'm denied about picking a Northern Soul song.
0: What would you have chosen? Uh,
1: the Seventh Avenue Aviators. Uh, but I don't know that much about Northern Soul. I'm not confident enough.
0: Would you be confident to have a dance at Northern Soul, do
1: No. <laughs> no, not at all. Those people are really... Matt, who's, who's that confident?
0: Do you know what I I, I went to a uh, a Northern Soul Party and Did it you? was um Well I I love I, I love it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and and I went to one um in, in Essex bizarrely and, and they had um Dave Everson, who was one of the um Wigan Casino yeah. jocks, uh come down and DJ. And I just didn't have the confidence. And I like to dance, <sighs> yeah, like but. There was people just doing some crazy shit, <laughs> and I was just like, uh, "But," and I'd had a few beers as well, so it's like, "Do you take that on if you've also?" You, you get a bit more confident, but you think, "Don't go out there and try and mimic that because no. you're going to look absolute tit."
1: <laughs> and what if someone falls into you? You're in the way. I oh,
0: know. I don't know what I don't know what the etiquette is. No,
1: totally. Like, it's, it's stressful. And there was
0: guys doing splits and kicks, oh, and it it's was nuts, like, isn't it? and it was
1: just those high kicks incredible
0: yeah like on the beat and stuff yeah, as yeah, well yeah. it was just oh, it was so good it was yeah. so good uh, um but so tell me a little bit more about um Anita and the so and so's what is it I uh, mean I will put a playlist out on Spotify of this podcast with cool all these chat, That's all these gonna,
1: who's gonna listen to that that is so rad well
0: they should listen to that and they should also make sure if they haven't heard of Jean before to go and listen
1: Yes, please do. Yeah. Although I quite like being in the little club of people going, "Do you know Gene?" <laughs> <gasps> oh my god, I know them.
0: When we finish this, we'll work on a new Gene handshake, like a secret yeah. kind of handshake.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah no, and here in the sound says, "I think that I, they're just one of those people that uh, they're just a, a proper doo woppy." Yeah. I don't really think they had any other songs. Yeah. Um, and uh, and they're off one of those those CDs that the, the man gave me outside Ackland Village Hall.
0: OK, so Emily, what's what's coming up aside from gigging with madness?
1: So we've got our own tour um, coming up. It starts tonight.
0: Where are you playing tonight?
1: The Horn in St Albans. Imagine calling a venue The Horn. Do
0: you know what? I've spoke about that venue so much and I've never even thought about <laughs> it like that.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, so we're, we're doing our own. I'm always the bridesmaid. Always the bridesmaid. I always support people. Okay. So to be the bride and have my own tour is really scary. Really, scary. But really I thought scary. you should use a show-off. I am a show-off.
0: Right. And you're competitive. You're winning.
1: <sighs> oh, I know.
0: You're winning and it's all about you. Yeah, but
1: sometimes it's really nice. to then, Because you don't have to worry about numbers. You it's better to, to be about... the underdog, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So, so yeah, we've got our own tour. the album. My album's called Combat Frock. See what you've done, you know. Yeah, yeah, very... Well, how do you name know, you know kids? Let alone, how do you name an album? Mm. So hard. How the hell do you name anything? How do you
0: do it? Do you sort of put up loads of ideas and...
1: I did in the end. There were some proper yeah, bad ones. The, like, just greatest hits. I hate it when people call their album their own name. That's too confusing, because that is my own name as well. It's just too much.
0: I interviewed a band the other day uh, called Sheep, Sheep on Drugs that I really liked when I was... Um, young
1: sheep on drugs
0: yeah and they were like this kind of uh very sort of industrial electro kind right. of um, almost like kind of pre Marilyn manson
1: blimey um, sheep on drugs
0: and they called their first album greatest hits and i just thought that's fucking ambitious <laughs> i love that <laughs>
1: <laughs> well they called their band sheep on drugs
0: yeah yeah so, you get where i'm going with that yes, yeah it's a bit all over the place it's face. tricky
1: naming and hip but yeah so then then we'll we're, it's like festival season and we're, we're going to obviously going away with madness So, yeah, but thanks for having new bands like me on. Thanks for supporting new music.
0: It's important, right?
1: It is important.
0: So, in regards to um, the new album, Mm -hmm. where's the best place to get that?
1: You can get it anywhere uh, online, probably online, but they are selling it in shops, in the few shops that there are left. Okay. It is in HMV. Mm -hmm. Even though there's like five HMVs left, it is in HMV. Have you been in there and had a look? Yes. Oh, it fills my heart with joy. Um, yeah, so, um, yeah, it is there. There's, 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 like, no record shops left. Yeah. No one will be able to go into Woolworths and buy Shaggy It Wasn't Me anymore.
0: Every single person that's answered that question generally bought their record from Woolworths.
1: Really? Yeah. In South Africa, they still have Woolworths.
0: So they still have the pick-a-mix.
1: Oh, my God, I don't think so. That it's, was the, the best bit. and the It was an island. <laughs>
0: Of just sweet delights. <laughs> yeah. It was amazing.
1: I know, I know. There's so many things that we don't have. And I, I'm not even that old. Yeah. And there's so much stuff that I'm like, oh, we should have kept Woolworths.
0: Yeah. I always thought that if I was ever to do a trolley dash, I'd want to do it in Woolworths. And I remember, I just <laughs> thought, because at my one in Grays, there was...
1: Oh, is that where you're from? Yeah. Where Russell Brand's from? Yeah. So do you know Russell Brand? he
0: we went to the same school. Really? So, yeah. That's so cool. <laughs> um, but... Uh, the, the record department was next to the Pick and Island, and I remember just thinking <laughs> I'd just grab a trolley and just pull all the records in, and then just like literally just fill it full of all the gaps in <laughs> all the Pick I thought about that a lot do as a well as me. Yeah. yeah,
1: such a great shout. Website? Yeah, emilycapel.co.uk.
0: Wonderful. Emily, I've had a right good time.
1: Oh, thanks. Thanks. So
0: thanks, much, mate. There you go. Smashing that. It was, a, it was a lovely catch up and yeah, Emily's um, an absolute delight and, uh, and as she mentioned there's lots of gigs going on so ensure you get a long go and check out her website to find out about festival dates and stuff as well and thanks ever so much for listening thanks once more for, uh, to Emily for coming and guesting and I will see you next week have a lovely time, bye bye Oh yeah, sorry I've butted in yet again I just want to quickly tell you about this magazine. It's called Pod Bible. Now Pod Bible is the new essential guide to podcasts. It's put together alongside Spotify and Acast, and it's a one-stop shop to tell you all about the podcasts you maybe know about, but definitely about a lot of the podcasts that you probably don't know about that we think you should know about. I mean, in the first edition, there's interviews with Adam Buxton, interviews with Craig Parkinson. Uh, there's features on Jade Adams, and there's just an abundance of information about so many exciting podcasts that are out there. Also, Spotify have given us these amazing little codes. So if you do get a print copy, you can just turn on your Spotify on your phone, scan the little code, and it just automatically opens up the podcast on your listening device. How good's that? If you haven't managed to get a print copy. Then just go over to www.podbiblemag.com and read it online because the digital version is all over there and it's all free. So every other month there'll be a new edition out. So go and have a look and support us on the social medias as well, podbiblemag.com It's off the beat and track podcast on the Distraction Pieces Network. Keep me stew with it. Boy.